Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation podcast. We normally put out our podcast on Mondays, but with this special episode, we wanted to put it out there because they're going to be choosing a winner for this backyard and this pool giveaway. So we wanted to give it an extra day in order to people be able to listen to it. And if they want to nominate somebody, they can do that. So take a listen to the podcast. The other thing that we wanted to do is we wanted to wish every buddy out there, a very happy Mother's Day to all those beautiful, hardworking women out there that are a big inspiration to everybody out there. So from the entire Pool Nation crew, we wish all you ladies out there an amazing Mother's Day. Thank you for everything that you do. Now let's go to our intro. Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking to Josh Sherwood from Sherwood's Outdoors. We talk about his journey into the pool industry and his backyard and pool giveaway. Yes, you heard me right. He is giving away an entire backyard, including the pool, to one deserving winner. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we do that, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, Blu-ray XL, and John, our newest sponsor, Aquastar Pool Products. We want to thank them for their continued support. John, good morning. Good morning. So a couple things. I don't know if you're noticing my phone. had a, I got a little notification, and I get the dreaded wind warning on my phone right now. So I don't know if you noticed, but I started twitching a little bit, and my mood <laughs> changed about three minutes ago before we went live. Went, How's everything going? Like, yeah, everything's good. Let's get it. I got a bunch of shit we got to do today. And then all of a sudden, I get that wind warning, and <sighs> well, anyway. You, you start to question life really yeah, quick. Yeah, right. Huh? And it's just, holy shit, man. It's like one week after the other, <laughs> after the other, after the other. And we're talking like 60, 65 mile an hour winds, so they're pretty brutal. We just got done cleaning them all up, and here we go again. But anyway, looking forward to the podcast. I had the pleasure to speak to Josh on Wednesday's Instagram and extremely impressed with the story and loved it. I, I mean, talk about like an American dream, right? And how things work and, you know, you put enough grit and, and hustle into anything, you can turn it into a beautiful situation. And looking forward to asking him a few more questions and him uh, telling us a little bit about the story behind the man and how we came to giving away a backyard to one lucky family. So other than that, it is pretty badass, right? 
So this is one of those feel-good podcasts, which I think we need more of sometimes because we always kind of talk about things we usually talk about, but I'm looking forward to, to chit-chatting with Josh. So good morning, Josh. Thanks for being on. Appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. We all are. So I, I can only imagine how busy you are. So thanks for taking the time to do this. Sure. Appreciate you guys having me on. First time for everything. This is a first for me. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. So John, I, I do have to say, who's Howard Pringle? It's a good friend of mine. He owns a pool service company out in Southern California. Yeah, he's my golfing buddy. He's your golfing buddy. So big shout out to everybody that's watching live. Maria, Jeanette, First Response, and Howard. And the only reason that I asked Howard, and I know that you can listen to what it is, is every time on the live, he says, hi, John. So I think that hi is just directed towards you. He, didn't, he might not, I don't, I don't know. You know, Howard, is he's a really good guy. But he's very reserved, kind of like I am at first. Unless he knows you really well, he's not going to waste his time talking to you. So I think <laughs> I think it's just clearly stating that he just doesn't know you well enough to directly say hi to you. Is that what it is? All right. I think it, and what we'll see eventually through the many podcasts that we're going to be doing, one day we're going to hit that point and you're going to get a high Edgar. And at that point, you know you've made it. You know you've made it. I've made it at that point. Exactly. Because if Howard approves of you enough to where he'll acknowledge you and say hi, then you've done something right in life. No bullshit. He's a good guy. I've done something good. I like him a lot. Good. Well, shout out out there, Todd. Shout out to you over here as well, guys. If you have any questions, just shoot them on here. We will share those. So, Josh, John and I do what we typically do, and all of a sudden we have a guest and we just kind of continue on here. We've been chit-chatting for like six minutes. So, good morning. How you doing? Doing good, man. It's a beautiful day in Arizona today. This morning's about 60 degrees. It's hard to beat Arizona, I'm not going to lie. And no wind. Not a damn... <laughs> wind. Dude, I was already looking at homes uh, out uh, there. I'm, shots fired. I'm telling you, you're all good for you. Uh, but you do get those haboobs or whatever once in a while out there, right? And those are pretty gnarly. Oh yeah, what, three, four times a year? Come on. For sure. That's awesome. You know what? No pun intended. He threw a little sand in your face, John, there with that one. So, Oh, yeah. Shots fired. All right, guys. Listen, if you have any questions, what we want you to do is go to poolnation.com. There's a big button up there that says submit questions. You can click on there, submit your questions. We will answer all those. If we don't have the answers to them, we'll find the people to answer those questions for you. And we do have, John, a couple of videos that you and I are going to have to shoot because we've got a whole bunch of questions that were sent in and we haven't had a time to do a separate podcast to answer all those. So guys keep paying attention. We're going to do some of those. We'll post them on social media and share those so that you get your answers. The other thing that I wanted to do, John is talk about the pool pro magazine, 30 under 40 nominations. Cause they're open now. So for those of you that want to nominate someone, go to www.poolpromag.com and submit your nominations. And remember, these are all 30 people that are under 40 years old that you think they deserve a nomination. They're put on the Pool Pro magazine. I thought it was 30 and maybe 40. No? Yeah, you're too old, buddy. You're out. You're done. You're over the 30, hill. You, you, you out. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> and there ain't no cloud to put you in that one, buddy. <laughs> The other thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to just mention that next week we will not have a live podcast for two reasons, John. One is my daughter is done with her first year at OU, so she gets out on that Friday. So I am 
darting out there first thing in the morning to go pick her up, move her out. I'm super excited to have her back. And the second thing, John, is that Zach is going to have his baby boy next week. I know, so right? we're super excited about that. That has flown by. So stoked for Zach. But it seems like it's been, I'm going to be honest here, it seems like it's been like a 24 month pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, shit, bro. <laughs> Does it does it not feel like it's been 24 months? Unbelievable. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to the little one coming out to the world. Josh, do you see how this happens here? It's it's just like boom, 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 just rapid fire, you know, kind of port. <laughs> right. Exactly. I love it. I love it. And I'm thinking, man, I'm hoping we're almost, are we almost done? Because I think you- Josh is like, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> and you guys are just, what, what are we doing? <laughs> Why do we start at seven thirty when we're really going to start at eight? You know, I, there's shit I could have done for a half hour. I hear you, brother. I hear you. I'm going to try to keep it short today, and we're going to be we're going to try to stay on subject because I know we're all busy. So it, the person you have to wrangle in is that guy up there. Guys, last thing before we turn the floor over to Josh, I promise, and that is. John, that Aquastar has joined us as sponsors of our podcast. And I really want to thank everybody out there, Jamie, Todd, Olaf, Mandy, the entire team out there. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for becoming sponsors of the Pool Nation podcast. Everybody, when we go take our word from our sponsors, you will be able to hear their sponsor ad right there. So thanks again, guys. We really appreciate it. Josh. It's time, you know, let's get ready and talk about this bad boy because we've been going here for a little while. Want to talk about this entire backyard giveaway that you're doing, which I think is completely badass. So for everybody listening to this podcast, we are going to talk about that giveaway. I want to get a little bit of Josh's story and his background into the pool industry, but stick around because we're going to talk about how you can nominate somebody. He's going to talk about the rules, all that kind of stuff. Before we do that, I want to mention the email address a couple of times throughout the podcast. So, Josh, what's the email address for people to submit nominations? It's SherwoodFreePool at gmail.com. We're going to mention that quite a couple of times on here. So, Josh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Okay. Now, Ari, I've, I didn't even ask you this, right? But we're good. Do you want me to talk some of the same stuff I talked about during the live? Touch on a different audience. It's a little weird when Edgar does it this way, but yeah, yeah, it feels like, oh my God, didn't we just have this conversation? Here's what happens, guys, is not everybody that watches the Instagram lives listen to the podcast. So what we like to do is we like to get that story and reshare it on the different platforms so that people can kind of listen to the story. So I know some of the questions is going to feel like I'm repeating them, but... For those that don't listen to our Instagram live, we want to give them the full story. Okay. I would say got married pretty young. I started my job when I got married, if you call it a job, was I did rodeo, which is like team roping. So we had horses, cows, we'd practice twice a day. And then every weekend we were gone on the road to a rodeo or to a roping. I love that. I did that my whole life up to about 21, 22 years of age. Got married. My wife started going with me and it wasn't exactly a fun thing for her. And also it's not very lucrative. I'm not going to lie. There are guys out there that can earn a a good living doing that. But what I realized really quickly was I wasn't one of those guys that was going to be able to do that. So I just quit cold turkey, just stopped doing it completely, got rid of all my cattle, my horses, um, my trailers, everything. And at the time, my dad owned a sod farm. 
out kind of, it used to be out in the middle of nowhere. Now with all the growth, it's, it's not that far away, but, and so he has a sod farm and he would subcontract the install part of that business out to other people. And so I was like, Hey, you know, installing sod, it's pretty easy to do. It's difficult labor wise, but you don't need to be a rocket scientist to install sod. Um, but it's tough work, especially in the summer. It's tough work. So I, I started to do that. I went to my wife and I said, honey, I think I'm going to start installing sod. And uh, we had no money at the time, you know, like you do when you're first married, you know, you're broke. So I went to Home Depot. I got everything I would need to install sod. And we didn't have in- enough money, so we had to put it on a credit card. And so I bought a w- one wheelbarrow, a couple rakes. There's a roller that you use after you install sod. You have to roll the sod out. And I think it totaled to, uh, like $190. My wife looks at me and just like, I sure as hell hope you know what you're doing. You know, we thought it was so much money back then. And so we put it on a credit card. And so I started laying sod and that went fine. The economy was, was starting to, to get good. This was about 0203. And so as it got busier, I went from me and like three guys and I bought another truck and then got another crew going. So then it went from me and a few guys to then another guy and some guys. So then I had two crews rolling at that time. And we started getting some exposure just being in people's yards, right? Neighbors would say, what's going on? And they would look and say, hey, I need some sod. Or, hey, can you also help me with some sprinklers? Or can you plant a couple bushes or a tree and run some drip line? And basically, I just said yes every time, even though most of the time I didn't know how to do it or what to do. You know, the funny story, and I know I shared this already, but it's it's a good one, so I'm going to share it again. Anytime you start a landscape project on a new house, there's a valve called your anti-siphon valve or backflow valve, same valve that's used on the autofill of a pool. So you have to solder that valve onto the house. And I had no clue how to solder. And no one that worked for me at the time didn't know how. So I was at Home Depot buying some materials one day and I saw a sign that said, hey, uh, free class on soldering. And I was like, oh yeah, I got this. And it was like Saturday morning. I went down on a Saturday and it was like 8 a.m., no big deal. And there was like three other people, me and like three other people. And there's this dude from Home Depot, a retired plumber, you know, with his little apron on, Home Depot apron. And he was had a little corner set up at Home Depot and he was showing us how to do it. And after he gave us test runs, I was like, I think I got this. And so he allowed all of us to do a test trial. And I think my second time I got it. And I, at least I felt like I got it. I was like, really? That's pretty easy. Like, I don't see what the big deal is to this. And I had a job already sold. And so... I went out to this job on Monday and I had the valve and I'm like, I'm going to solder this valve on. Well, as you know, on a new home that has that main water line, it's really difficult to get all the moisture, all the water out of the line. And, you know, the Home, De- <laughs> the home Depot guy said, you, you know, the best thing to use is bread. So I'm stuffing bread in this pipe, trying to get it to dry out. And I'm pretty sure the whole time I forgot to turn the meter off at the street. So water just kept coming, you know, and I'm stuffing bread, stuffing bread. Finally, I realized, oh, the meter's still on. So I turned the water meter off, so it completely shut the water line down. And I got this valve soldered on. And I was like, I felt pretty good about it. I'm not going to lie. I felt pretty good about it. So I turned the meter back on, and I was waiting for it, just watching it, waiting for it to blow off. Because I turned the meter on slowly at a time. I didn't want to hit it with all that pressure. So I turned it on. It held. And I was like, oh, man, this is so easy. I mean, I felt like a genius. I was like, I this is... <laughs> I got a, 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 a two-hour <laughs> class, and I'm an expert. So I went home that night. I get a phone call from the homeowner, like in the middle of the night. Literally, that thing had blown off around 11 at night. No one knew about it. 
So it ran like three or four or five hours straight, full pressure, a meter, like a two inch meter. And it was in a track home neighborhood where the houses were really close together. And it literally flooded two houses on both sides of this house, including the house we were working on. And it was a nightmare. And that was like my first sold job. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> and I went home. I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm done. I'm never doing this. Again. Instead of quitting landscaping totally, I made a few phone calls and I hired someone right then that knew how to solder right then, hired him on the spot and said, you're hired. And that was my first funny story. And the lesson in that is um, I learned very quickly what I was good at and I learned very quickly what I wasn't good at. And so the rest of these last 20 years, if I didn't know what I was doing, I usually could hire someone that did or research it or subcontract it or whatever I needed to do to make sure it was done right. Because I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to have that experience again. And, uh, and obviously, I'm a pretty good talker with people. So I made him feel good when I sold the job that I knew what I was doing. And uh, I obviously didn't. But took that one on the chin there. And, uh, but we kept going, kept moving forward. That one would have knocked out a whole bunch of people, John. It would have, they would have been just like, I'm, I'm out of the business completely. Well, it would scare the shit out of them. And not only that, but see, usually the problem is when something like that happens to somebody, especially when they're new into something, it sets them back for the rest of their career because they always worry about it, right? Or they're always second guessing themselves and they always put themselves in the situation where like, oh my God, I'm going to take the easy, safe route. And it's a different breed of being to be able to take that hit on the chin and say, this isn't going to stop me. You know, I'm going to learn from it. And this is what I'm going to do in the future to help prevent it. So it's cool hearing the story, especially, you know, when you're talking about how you started, where you went out to Home Depot or you went out and spent a couple hundred bucks on some essentials, right? So you can start your industry or your new company. You know, us is in the swimming pool industry. How many times do we hear stories of guys? And I know a buddy of mine that's really successful has three, 400 pools who went and spent four or 500 bucks on Amazon just buying pool equipment just so he can go out and start servicing pools. In a matter of like three years, he's turned it from that into a company that does 400 stops a week. But it's just, it's fascinating. And it never gets old to hear these stories because they're all great ones. So Josh, how did you end up building pools? And I mean, I can see it's, a, it's obviously probably a natural transition, right? Because you're in somebody's backyard. But at what point did it click and say, hey, look, I'm going to start doing pools also. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. It was just a supernatural transition. I worked for a lot of pool builders doing their hardscape and their landscaping. They'd come in and sell the pool to the client. And then we'd, I'd come in behind them and sell them the hardscape, landscape, barbecue, everything else. And had some good relationships there and learned a lot there. And as we migrated into that custom home type business, a lot of those builders were always looking for ways to simplify their job. And one way was that was to just hire one guy that would take care of the pools, landscape, basically everything outside. And so I saw a need there and, you know, went and got my license. It took me a couple of years to get my license. The swimming pool license, it's a difficult license with the contract to build swimming pools. It is a very difficult license to get. In fact, recently, a few years ago, I got my general contractor's license and it was a lot easier than getting my swimming pool contractor's license. So yeah, I saw a need there in that custom market. And then we never looked back again. I didn't know tons about pools when I started. I'm pretty good at business. And then I would always hire one of the first guys I hired. His name was Carter. And he, he was in the service industry for 10 or 15 years. So he knew really good that side of it. 
He knew plumbing. He knew the pool equipment. So I hired him right away. And he also was our first designer that we brought in-house and had a full-time designer. So he helped a lot starting this, the pool side of my business. And like I said, I think the first year we did 10 pools and then it's just migrated every year since then. And now we're up to maybe close to 100 a year. And the majority of those like custom pools, big ones. And it's fun. I love to see a dirt backyard. And I'm like, give me, you know, six to eight months. And what it turns into is it's a fun part of what we do. Uh, The difficult part is dealing with all the homeowners. But the the fun part is seeing seeing that end product, you know, taking something from zero, from dirt, what we can turn it into. So that that part of it's fun. So one of the interesting things of your journey, remember talking and you built your company, you went up, you had 50, 60 guys. I think at some point the economy slowed down for you and you kind of went back down and then you kind of rebuilt. So share a little bit of that, of what that transition, because you started with nothing, you kind of went up and then recession hit. So share that story a little bit with us. Yeah. I mean, when I started my company, it was perfect timing. It was like an 02, 03. And here in Arizona, 03, 04, 05, 06, it just started to blow up. And so the demand was just enormous and there wasn't a lot of competition. And so I just started hiring, hiring, hiring and got up to about 50 guys. And and then 2008 hit and then it just the bottom fell out. I mean, you know, we got stuck on a bunch of jobs where people owed us a bunch of money and never got paid and basically went right down from 50 to like five guys. And it felt like overnight, it felt like in a week I had, you know, we were doing 6 million a year gross to doing, if I was lucky, a hundred or 200,000 a year gross, just in a matter of seconds. And I got to the point where I had gone to a couple insurance salesman conferences. Cause I was like, I was telling my wife, I said, honey, I got to figure something out. Cause we're going to run out of money. And this landscape thing is not looking too good. And one thing my dad gave me some really good advice. He just said, hey, if there's any possible way you can stay hooked and stay stay in this business, when this thing turns around, all of your competitors are gone away at this point, right? And when it turns around, if you can survive, there's going to be a lot of years for feasting. So there was some famine years through my whole career. I have failed a bunch of times. And that's what I, I think the biggest thing with me when, when I'm talking to people or people ask me questions or, or some of the younger generation coming up. I mean, you can't be scared to fail because you're going to fail. And so some of the best lessons I learned were in failure, not in success. And so, you know, looking back, I'm so grateful for 2008. I know it sounds dumb. But man, did I learn some good lessons. And when that happens again, which we all know it will, hopefully not for a few years, but it's going to happen again because it comes in cycles. I'm way more prepared this time around, only because I went through that 2008. It's weird to say, but yeah, super grateful for, for the failures because it's just I've learned so much more from those than the successes. A couple of things. First of all, you're talking and you're telling the story about your dad, and I'm kind of getting chills because how badass that is, John, that he's kind of giving him the foresight into the future, which is true. You don't think about it. Almost everybody else is going to be gone. And if you're still in the business, you are going to explode once everything starts to come back. And it's like you said, it goes in cycles, right? And it's going to happen again. It's just a matter of when. But then the beauty of it, and especially one of the things that we talk about all the time is you have to fail in order to be able to succeed. That's kind of what teaches you your lessons. So that's pretty badass. Now, I was looking at your Instagram page and it looks like you really focus on full backyard transformations. So do you guys really just focus on that high-end stuff now? Is that most of what you do? Yeah, I mean, just naturally, you know, doing it long enough and the relationships we've built with home builders, we have really good relationship with custom home builders. 
that build custom homes for people, usually like on an acre. And so it's just been fun to deal with some of these clients that just have a larger budget. We still will do any size pool in any backyard. We try not to turn any work away, but our main, say, 80% of our business is in that custom market where we're doing lazy rivers, we're doing 10-foot jumping platforms, we're doing crazy swim-through grottos. Anything you can think of, we're in that market right now where people have the money to do some really cool things, and that makes it super fun. Our designers love it because they can just go nuts on the design, and for the most part, people pay for it. So it's pretty cool. And, and we're still building things because of our designers' creativity that we've never done before, that we have to figure out. We have to engineer it. And then we have to say, how the hell are we going to build this? Between me and, and all of our people, we have some really good people. We, we figured out. And again, we can follow engineering plans now. We know how to do that. So it makes it fun for sure. For sure. And it breaks up the monotony, right? I mean, you're creating something. You kind of get you know that same high or like, oh, wow, look what I've done. You know, we all remember the first time, I'm sure the first backyard you built or the first pool you built, though I'm sure it was somewhat painful and stressful, but when you were done with it, right, you just felt like, ah, it felt great. And the more and more you do the same thing over and over again, it just becomes, you kind of lose that lack, that whatever feeling. But if you continue to challenge yourself and you push yourself to the limit and you start creating, thinking outside the box, right, and doing some wonderful, magnificent types of things, right? It rekindles that fire and keeps you motivated and keeps you on top of your game. I mean, that's at least how it is for me. And that's how it should, you know, it is for a lot of people. I completely get it. You know, the cookie cutter approach, it's part of the business. It's part of what we do going above and beyond and kind of doing that once in a lifetime type or never been done before type project is I'm sure what kind of keeps you, you know, fired up and going. Well, I was just going to add to that. I noticed through through my career, you know, every time I hit a kind of a stagnant point and whether I look back and I don't think I realized at the time what I was doing, but I would be too comfortable. And so I'm like, I got to get uncomfortable. And that's how I would progress in the landscape to hardscape to swimming pools. Now we do custom homes and some other business ventures because I, I didn't know it at the time. But yeah, it was something where it's like, okay, what's next? You know, like I got this part figured out and I feel like I'm happiest and thriving when I'm outside of my comfort zone, growing and learning. I I don't ever want to stop learning. You know, I'm 43, so I figure I got to keep doing this till I'm 93 and all the cool things I can learn between now and then. So I think a little advice I would have for people is if you're really, really comfortable, you got to jump outside that comfort zone and, and grow and expand because that's where real growth happens, not just personal growth, but business. I've noticed that in business. Amen. I'm a believer that is what differentiates the difference between good and great is that extra, that unknown, willing to take the risk and willing to push yourself to the limit. I mean, it's the same thing. And you can apply it to any industry, whether it's building pools, landscapings, plumbing, AC, whatever. That's the difference. It's innovation. It's creation, expanding the boundaries. Um, I mean, that's the shit that gets me fired up. So we're a different breed of animals. Business owners or or small business owners, successful ones are a completely different breed. It's just, uh, it puts, it brings a smile on my face, just listening to the story, even though it's different, but it applies to everybody who's kind of been there. So pretty neat. What are some of the challenges that you've had as a company in the last couple of years? Oh, I mean, that one's easy, like supply chain, right? You know, you guys screwed us over in the pull equipment industry when you had that freaking frost. Oh, Texas, right? Yeah. Ah, throw it at Texas. Come on, man. Shots fired. Right? You got dicked over for a few months there. But you've recovered nicely. You've recovered. 
I would say supply chain for sure. And then even right now, like concrete shortage, it's just Portland, you know, that gray powder that we call Portland that's in all concrete products from pavers to block to mortar mix to concrete mix. They have rationed it here in Arizona. And I don't know if it's like that there. Because we're on the building side of swimming pools, we every so we have seven crews and every single crew uses probably 10 bags of that a day. So without that one thing, we can't do anything of what we do. And so that's been a huge struggle. Like today, for example, like there's no Portland in any Home Depot, Lowe's. I've ordered some from a city three hours away by the truckload. That's the only way I could find it. But today we don't have any and we can't go buy any. So my guys are just basically no one's on job sites today. No one because we don't have Portland. So little things like that. Well, it's not little now. It's big. But that also delays pavers. Like when you want to order pavers from the factory, they tell you it's a six month lead time. You can't even get them. And then a lot of times customers, they don't want to hear that. They don't care. They just want it done. And so it's the challenge from getting the materials in a timely manner and then trying to keep your customer from killing you, you know, because it's taken so long. You know, I have a question on that. And this is a little off topic, but just is just because I'm wondering. I know for us in the pool industry, we've been kind of talking about supply chain issues, right? That's been happening now for the last couple of years, and especially with chlorine and with products. And you can mark, you can go back two years and you can see us talking about, hey, start stocking up on this. Don't take this for granted just because you have it now. Do it now, do it now, do it now. And those that heeded the warning and did it were put themselves in a better position. As far as like the construction side of it, was there no visibility in that? Did you not see like a dwindling? supply of that and knowing how important it is and say, hey, look, when I could have, let's say a year ago, maybe stocked up on a lot more of it or had a warehouse full of it or maybe 50 pallets of it, would you be able to go back and say, hey, shit, I should have ordered more and been prepared for it? Or was it just nobody had any insight on it and it just kind of hit you and everybody got screwed? Yeah. I mean, the lead time on the pavers has been around for a couple years. So that's just common knowledge. Order your pavers way in advance, right? Portland thing, just two weeks. Like we've never had a problem getting that. And then in the last two weeks, CMEX, and I think they're based out of Mexico. I think we bring all that in from Mexico. I'm not for sure, but they just basically stopped producing, you know, whether that's by accident, whether that's on purpose. I don't know why the reason behind it, but yeah, so we're scrambling because I am trying to buy now in bulk, um, we do have a construction yard with space that we can stock because we stock a lot of stuff. I got a warehouse full of like pull equipment, pumps, filters, lights, all the stuff we use. We have a bunch of it. Portland itself. Do you have any Inteloflows I can buy? <laughs> you have some Inteloflows I can buy from you? Huh? We use Jandy, so I don't. I don't have any. Uh, so do I. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> but sometimes you need an Inteloflow and you can't find one anywhere. <laughs> true. That's true. My bad. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. To answer your question, yes. I mean, now I think it's going to make everybody more aware, right? Like, hey, make sure you got a few months supply of the shit that you use every day because it doesn't just affect me, right? Like it's my guys. My guys are, they want to work. They want the money. And if we don't have materials, they can't work and it affects them and their families. And so it affects a lot more people than just me. So we'll get through this. And like I said, hopefully I think the pandemic just kind of magnified what issues we already had with supply chain. Like, hey, let's start making some of this stuff here locally where we don't have to worry about getting it overseas. And maybe that's what will happen just to help things. You know, if this ever happens again, we got we got everything homegrown here that we can get in the U.S. and not worry about other countries. So Now, let me ask you one quick question here because you've dropped some gold on this podcast so far. So specifically, 
What advice would you have for someone that's getting into building pools right now during these crazy times? So one thing about me that's not probably a good thing is I truly, if I had to get rid of everyone and myself with my two hands, build or do some of these things, I probably could not do that because more of my expertise relies in the sales and the business. So I would say someone starting out, if you can learn a trade, if you can learn how to do something by yourself, where if you create a really good business and something happens and you're back to just being by yourself, you can still provide a service for somebody. I would say that's very valuable. So if someone says, hey, I want to I wanna be a pool builder, then I'd tell them to go get a job for a good pool company and learn how to do it, first of all. Learn everything about it inside and out. And once you become an expert at pools, then I always tell people, hey, be clear with me. Because I know people, you know, if they, they work for me and then want to go move on and do their own thing, I support that always. I say, hey, is this a job or do you want me to actually teach? And so it takes a little more time, but I would say go find a good pool company and say, hey, I want to build pools for a living or service pools. So if it's service, go work for someone that's a badass in service. Learn everything about chemistry, learn the business side, learn all aspects of it and make sure you know how yourself to do it. Because that's one thing with me. I truly, I can look at things and know when they're done right. Where if my guys are building something, I'm like, hey, that's wrong. You got to change it. But as far as me physically saying, I'll build you a grotto by myself, I couldn't do that. And so that's a little bit of a limit. It's a, you limit yourself when, because me, I kind of look at the bigger picture in my business because we're, we're large. And so I, I don't really, you know, I'm not in that day to day daily things. But if the shit hits the fan and I had to go check a guy's water and clean his pool, I, I couldn't do that because I don't know how to do it. So I would say to the younger crowd, hey, Whatever it is you you like or love, become an expert at it. And then you're so valuable, whether it's your employer. Like I have guys that could come to me, and I hope they don't hear this. They could ask for whatever amount of money they wanted, and I would pay it because they're that valuable. Life's not always about owning your own business. If you create value, if you're valuable to your employer, you can make a lot of money and not have all the headaches that comes with owning a business. Make yourself valuable, you know, like become an expert at water chemistry or cleaning or at plumbing, anything. You know, if you become an expert at something and make yourself valuable to your employer, there's going to be a time where you can basically say, this is the amount of money I need to make. And pretty much you're going to be able to make that amount of money because you're that valuable. Hey, I have a question. I'm a little off topic here. If someone were to ask you to pick between one or two, which would you pick? Would you consider your company a landscape company or would you consider yourself a pool builder? Not like backyard, but just if you had a choice because you started in landscaping and you transitioned into building backyards and adding the pool to it, is that just a portion of your landscaping business? How do you associate yourself? We call ourselves Sherwood Outdoors. We try to say we are everything outside. Obviously, yes, I started in landscape. And, you know, one thing about why I continue to grow what we do is because of the 2008, right? When you're limited um, to one thing, and the economy takes a crap. I remember 2008, you know, someone called me and this was before we were doing hardscape. And they're like, I need a little concrete pad poured. Well, you damn right. I'm going to do it because there's no work out there. Right. And so I had my guys that worked for me call around and found someone that knew how to do finished concrete. And I brought them in. And, and that's literally how I started into the hardscape, because I said, if I can offer all these different services when there's no work, I'm not saying, hey, I only do grass or I only do trees. No, I think the more options you can give people in a down market, the better. In an up market, you're more selective because you just don't have time. In a down market, when you're begging for work, you're like, shit, yeah, I'll do pavers. Yeah, concrete, yeah. 
And then you just, you're broadening your spec of things that you offer people. Because really, we're all in the service industry, right? We're offering people a service that they either can't or don't want to do themselves. And so the more things you offer in a down market, the better off, the more work you're going to be able to get and stay alive when, when there's nothing out there. John, I don't know about you, but I'm freaking fired up. <laughs> no, this is cool. No, this is the shit that I love. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and it's, it's just real and you can just close your eyes and listen to it and just kind of, it's like telling the same story over. Everybody's kind of experienced it and they can kind of look back and I can just see how I started, right? And how so many other people started and they can relate and just change up some of the words. And you're literally telling somebody else's life story, right? Because those of us that are in the industry and that have fought and have come from nothing and have built something beautiful with our own two hands can all understand what you're saying. And it just feels great. And unless you've experienced it or you've been through that bullshit and those trials and tribulations and you've been through the ups and downs, it's, it's hard to relate. But those that do relate, it's nice to hear sometimes. It really is. Why don't we take our little break? Yeah, let's do that. Let's take a word from our sponsors when we come back. Josh, I want to jump into this amazing backyard giveaway that you're doing. So everybody, we'll be right back. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. 
Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Josh Sherwood from Sherwood Outdoors and want to talk about this incredible giveaway that he's doing in Arizona. Let's talk a little bit about this backyard giveaway that you have going on. And I follow your Instagram page and saw that you just kind of jumped on Instagram. You went for it, kind of threw it out there. And I can see a lot of people kind of getting into it. So tell us about that and what it is that you're doing. So a couple of weeks ago, I was in Vegas at this real estate. A small part of our business too is, like I said, real estate and, and custom homes. So I was trying to, again, learn You know, outside of my comfort zone. I was trying to learn about things I didn't know about, about real estate and kind of what this market was going to bring to us and what the future holds, at least what they thought it was going to hold. So one of the guys talking there, his name is Cole Hatter. I was talking about how, you know, what's the point of getting rich, I guess, or making money if we don't make money matter? And it's just like a light bulb went off. Like, man, I, I feel like I like my guys, you know, in my inner circle with most of my employees and their wives and kids, I, I feel like, you know, that, that we do if we can and when we definitely help them and if they need it or take care of them. But I was just like, man, we, we need to go bigger. We need to think bigger. We need to. And so that's when I was like, man, what if we just build somebody a free pool? Why not just really somebody like it needed to be the right family. I wanted them to have kids building the pools got to have permits and stuff. So you got to make sure they own the home. They can't be renting. And there's some variables there, but I was thinking about it for like three or four days and talking over with my wife and I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to post that we're giving away a free pool. And I didn't want to, again, it's not something where I'm going to go and pick someone out of all my followers. It was like, Hey, you can't nominate yourself. All of our nominees are coming from other people that are nominating their neighbor or their teacher or their friend or their sister or whoever it is. And which I like a lot. And we've gotten some really good candidates, but we're lucky enough where we live and in my circle, you know, we don't know tons of people that are in true need, I guess. Maybe hardships, maybe lost jobs, maybe illness, special needs kids. In my personal life, I don't know of a lot. If I would have known of someone, I probably would have just handled it. But really, I was like, oh, we need to, it needs to be bigger. We need to get a bunch of nominees and go through them and, and find that perfect family that would enjoy this. And so that's kind of how it started. And here we are. And like I said, we're going to continue it all next week. Saturday, we're going to cut it off. We're going to pick someone Saturday, and we're going to pull the trigger. It's been really cool getting people like you guys reaching out and tons of people that I just know just uh, from being in the business that have reached out and said they want to be a part of it. So that's been super cool. And then just these stories of these people that we're getting definitely You'll shed some tears when you hear about some people's stories and not sad, but then just to think that we're going to be able to do something for these people is just get you excited. So for those that are listening and watching, what are the, what's the best way for them to be able to nominate somebody? So we have an email. I sent an email because I'm so shitty on social media. <laughs> when I first posted the video, I couldn't even get my DMs to work. Like I, They're like, hey, I'm trying to DM you and it's not working and I'm 
uninstalling and reinstalling and turning my phone off and shit. And I couldn't figure it out. I just basically set up a quick email. I went on Google and said, SherwoodFreePool at gmail.com. So it's easy to remember. And so we have that email account just for the nominees. And so we've got a bunch. I would say half of them are ones where it's like, not really the person we're looking for to choose. You know, it's like, hey, my son just bought a brand new home and they can't afford to put the pool in right away. And he's such a good kid, which that's great. But that's really not what we're looking for here. We're looking for true hardship true sacrifice, you know, true. Basically, there would no way they could afford something like this on their own ever. Between health bills, between deaths in families. I mean, we have single parents, we have special needs kids, we have fosters. I mean, that's what we're looking for. So if don't send us anything, if it's someone you know that purchased a new home or bought a home recently in this huge top of the market and they had to spend all their money on the house and couldn't afford the pool to put in right away. That's not what we're looking for. But we've gotten some good ones. Like I said, we're, we're hoping to get several more before next weekend so that we can go through them and get someone picked. What has been the outreach from people now that you went and you did this, which by the way, I think this is amazing that somebody in our industry is doing something like this because I think we need to do more as an industry. And the fact that you took the lead to do this, I truly believe that there are going to be people that are going to follow in your footsteps. And this is something big to do. This is not one of those where it's like, oh, you give away a free subscription or, oh, you give away a free pump. This is something that is huge, first of all. And then the amount of work that it takes to build something. And then on top of that, we're still talking about supply chain issues and all those things. And here you are just going, nope, I'm doing it, right? I'm going to give out this big, huge pool. I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life is huge. So what has been so far the outreach from people trying to join in or help you or be part of that with you? Has it been huge? Have you been getting a lot of calls? What has that been like? Uh, Yeah, we have. We've been getting really good feedback. (laughs) That's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be calling in a bunch of favors when we do this. (laughs) We spend a lot of money with Jandy and some other guys. And I've already gotten, Brandon has reached out to me and said, hey, man, we got you on this. And so Jandy's been great. A lot of our subcontractors that we spend a lot of money with, they're going to help. So it's been great. But the value of this is probably between fifteen and $100,000. And obviously, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to front that whole amount, but we're going to get a lot of stuff donated. I'm going to try to get the Shot Creek company to donate the materials. We're going to put some effort into this to make it where we can keep doing this. Some of my other business ventures over the last few years have done well. And so it's just allowed us as a business to say, hey, we can afford to do this once a year. And I hope we can keep doing that. Again, I, I said on my post, hey... We're going to do it as long as we can. I hope that's forever. I hope, you know, this turns into something even bigger, you know, with because I've had our custom home builders reach out and say, dude, I want to be a part of this. If you find someone where their house is run down or needs something, let me know and I'm going to, I'll do stuff on their house. So hopefully this turns into like a whole home backyard pool project to where we find someone once a year and just turn it around for them, the house, the backyard and the pool. That's, that's what I would love for it to happen moving forward. Yeah, that's pretty badass, huh, John? That's just, it's amazing. I mean, just... No, it's, it's yeah, it's, I mean, and also kudos to you for being in a position to be able to do that, right? It, it's pretty amazing. And, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing the finished product. Hopefully the story that wins 
I don't know if you're if you're planning on sharing it or if you're going to kind of go. I, some of that stuff, I'm pretty sure it's pretty personal for a lot of people, and some people might be a little hesitant. Whoever wins it, I'm sure they absolutely deserve it, and I hope it gets you know videotaped or you know you can kind of show it because it's an amazing thing. And and most importantly, when people see that and see the reaction and the effect it has on other people's lives, right? It helps inspire people. Just like you said for yourself, how you got inspired by that one guy who told you, what's the point of having money if you don't do something with it, right? And you can have all these wonderful things, but if you can't make it matter and that inspired you, well, maybe this story or this impact you'll have on this one family will inspire other people to do great things to help share the wealth and give because they've been blessed in their life and they have the ability to be able to give in return. So. Are there any stories that you could share with us that you feel comfortable with sharing with some of these people that? I mean, there's such a, a wide range. You have, you know, the kids with cancer to a uh, husband just died a few months ago, leaving the mom with the kids and no insurance and no job. And, oh, there's a bunch. I mean, there really is a bunch. Um, a woman that's, that has three kids of her own and they foster three other kids. And she's the neighborhood house where all the kids from the neighborhood come over and there's so many good ones, and I've kind of left it up to my wife to help me kind of go through these just because sometimes these <laughs> these stories get a little heavy. So it's like, honey, can you just help me go through all these and let's narrow it down and then make sure we're picking the right candidate. We for sure want to document this. I don't know whatever the person that we choose is comfortable with because, again, I don't want to – I'm not going to do anything they're not comfortable with, but we'll at least document the project, the backyard befores and during and afters and – Again, excited about that because most of the jobs we do are just dirt. They're brand new homes for the most part. So to see something that maybe already has a pool that's green or empty and has just weeds and shit going through the cool decking and taking that and saying, you know, just basically creating something that they can use and enjoy with the kids, you know, for a lot of years. So it sounds like you passed it off to your wife because you were probably crying because I kind of saw you slow down there, right, John? He kind of like slow down a little bit, and, uh, you know, so so come on. How many times did you cry? Come on. Spill the beans. Spill the tea. <laughs> oh, no. Shit's I, heavy, I'm man. Kind of a, I'm kind of a, a hard ass. Um, I, you know, I probably cried like five times and maybe I was about to, so I didn't want my wife to see me. So I just <laughs> passed it off to her. I don't know. It's heavy, you know, when you hear these stories and, you know, we just imagine you do a lot of self-reflecting, I'm sure. I know I would reading stories like that because we think how tough our life is sometimes or when shit doesn't go our way. Right. And how minuscule that really is in comparison to some real true problems out there and all the bitching and whining and bullshit that, oh, poor me because of this, or oh, fuck, I can't find chlorine, or oh, whatever, 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 whatever it may be, or whatever, or, you know, my wife did this, just so minuscule in comparison to real true problems that people have to go through, and it should create like a self-awareness of like, hey, well, man, hopefully it changes to where it's like, well, I have a, what a beautiful life I have and how it, it impacts the people around you. Because if you're more positive about the way your life is, then it's infectious, right? And it helps other people be more positive around you. And if you start realizing the magnitude of your issues compared to some other people's issues and, and that you're now able to help people not only change your life, but change their life. I mean, it's just, a, it's a beautiful thing. Well, I would say, 
since I posted that post about the free pull, man, it just helps put things in perspective. So this is that daily grind, right? We have all these employees and all these homeowners and keeping everyone happy. And, and like you said, John, it's like, it just puts everything in perspective. And don't get me wrong, like my family person, we've had some tough times. We've had my wife had cancer a bunch of years ago and we have a special needs daughter. So there's a part of me that can relate But the financial part, you know, we've always been able to be okay. I mean, we've gotten close a few times, um, but uh, we've been okay. That's the part that that I, when I look at a family, when they can't put food on the table or something is where that just like rips your gut out. But more importantly than money, health, right? Health or death or all these other things that are so much more important in the big picture than how much money I'm making or do I have enough money for that new car? or my new house, or, or all the things that a lot of us people worry about, or we, at least we think we worry about until we meet or hear about someone that has real genuine problems. And then it, we can step back and then not only evaluate, but then appreciate actually our life. Instead of when we're so closed off and just in it, sometimes we don't appreciate the good life we have. And so this is just a win-win. It's hopefully a win for the someone that we choose, and then it's for sure been a win for me, and we haven't even done anything yet. So I think it's a win-win all the way around. That's awesome. On the Instagram Live, we had people, and I think the same thing is going to happen with the podcast. People are going to feel passionate about it, are going to want to try to participate. And we had Benny from Georgia kind of going, I'll come out and I'll fly out and I'll do the startup. And you had Dean that said that he'd do the pool for what, six, six months to a year, he'd service the pool. And you had other people jumping on some tile company from Phoenix, Arizona, saying that they wanted to be part of it. Somebody wanted to buy a drone. So I think you're going to get a lot of people that are going to want to be part of this. So if anybody's listening to the podcast, watching the live, and they want to, whatever it is, maybe give 10 bucks or whatever, or, or give something, how's the best way for them to reach you to be able to be part of it? So this year, I think I'll be more prepared next year and I'll probably have something set up where people could donate if they wanted. This year, we don't want any money really because we're not set up for that. But time, materials, labor, like I had a guy that, that works on the west side of our town, so we don't run into each other very much. And he's like, dude, tell me how much gravel or quarter minus you need for the pavers. I'll just send it, you know, that kind of stuff we're open to, but we're not really set up to take any donations like like money-wise. But like I said, materials, labor, even just general manual labor. They're like, hey, the day you guys are going to clean out and demo everything out of that backyard, let me know. And you know that kind of thing, we're for sure open to people that want to donate that part of it. The money thing, you know, maybe next year we'll be set up to where we say, hey, you know, if we had everyone where they could donate five bucks or something and put it towards something even bigger if we do that next year. So we'll probably be more prepared this year. Again, it's just um, I'm flying by the seat of my pants right now and just kind of like figuring it out. Yeah, check, your, check your first solder joint. Uh, right. Like your first solder joint. Right? <laughs> Red, trying to dry out the I hear you, brother. That, look, that's exactly what we do, right? It's like, a, hey, it didn't scare me. I'm, I'm going. I'm going, you know, full. Definitely not scared, you know. And if my checks bounce, hopefully we're already done with the pool by then. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. For those that might want to be able to donate some time or anything else, what's the best way? Should they just send an email to the same email address or? Yeah, if they want uh, or DM, you know, uh, I think they're working right now. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They can DM me. I do manage my own Instagram account, which is obviously not big. I mean, so that, that those two ways are the best. I mean, we have our office phone number on our Instagram if they want to call the office and say, hey, Erica, our office manager or Yanni can 
help them either get in contact with me or, or uh, you know, if they say, hey, we want to help on the demo day or we want to donate materials or whatever, we can go from there. Okay. And that is Sherwood's Outdoors on Instagram, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's Sherwood underscore Outdoors AZ. AZ. Arizona. And anybody listening, if for some reason you kind of go through the podcast too fast, just send us a DM, send us a message, Edgar at Pool Nation Podcast, and we'll connect you over with Josh. Guys, let's do this. Let's take our last word from our sponsors. When we come back, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyper Poll from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care poll designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation podcast. We're talking to Josh Sherwood from Sherwood's Outdoor, talking about this incredible backyard giveaway that he is doing. And we're kind of towards the end of the podcast. John, let me get your final thoughts. Kind of towards the end of the podcast. We are at the end of the podcast. We might stretch it. Yeah, I knew. Really? I was just going to, part of my final thoughts was, <laughs> look, I was like, wow, this podcast went so smooth. Josh did an amazing job. We stayed on target. We finished right at an hour. I'm going to be able to get my Crocs on and, 
and hit the road and start. I got heaters being delivered. I got stuff I got to put in. And you throw that curveball at me and say, we're going to stretch this out. I'm sure Josh is busy and he got a bunch of things he needs to do. Josh was the one that said, hey, I, I got about another 20 minutes that I could roll here. If we could prevent John from putting in those lights, let's do it. I'm like, I'm game. Let's do it. <laughs> In all, in all reality, no, this was great. Thanks, Josh, for taking the time again, sitting with us and telling the story. I look forward to seeing what comes of it uh, and the final project. And I look forward to being a part of it, hopefully, um, the next time you do it, because I think it's a beautiful thing. And, and I want to see this blossom into something bigger so that more people become involved. And these things are done more often, especially when we can do it, right? Especially in a time like now when, when people, our industry is just booming and things are going really well for us. Though it's tough, it's not easy, but those of us that are doing it are doing well because we were prepared for it. So anyways, thanks again for jumping on. Um, I know you're a busy, busy man. I appreciate your time and your story and look forward to talking to you in the future, my friend. Thank you guys. This was great. It was easy. You guys are, you guys are pretty cool. Like I said, I don't know you very well, but it was pretty cool. It seemed like we were just having a, having a beer. Just chatting. I'm cool. I'm cool. Not John. John's no, not, not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the, uh, John's the asshole. I'm the That's cool the one. Way to be, man. That's the way to be. <laughs> and everybody thinks I'm an asshole because I'm just, I'm very blunt. Right. And I just kind of tell how it is. And right. <laughs> exactly. You never, you always know where you stand with me. <laughs> Wait, the beauty, Thank you, I appreciate that. The beauty of it, Josh, with John is somebody will be like completely out of price or rude or whatever. And me and Zach just kind of like look at each other and go, watch this. And then there goes John, just boom, and just rolls through it. And me and Zach are just <laughs> laughing in the background. So my final thoughts, Josh, I think that this is exactly what our industry needs. So when we talk about an industry overall, I always talk about that. We kind of tend to be a little bit in the back ages of everything that we do. And you look at big industries and stuff like that, and everybody you know, has things where, th whether it's diversity or giving back or every child is a swimmer or you know, things like that. But you really kind of don't get from either the builders or maybe the service side or, or something like that, somebody that kind of takes the lead and breaks ground into doing something like this. And for somebody to do this and typical fashion. And now it makes sense with you, right? You're just a go-getter. You're going to do it. You're going to, you're not going to sit there and ask questions and go to an attorney and figure it out and spend six months. It, you're just like, I'm going to pave the way. And this is exactly what our industry needs from both sides. And I want you to think about not just the person that you're giving that pool to, which is going to be life-changing to that person. And I hope we can be part of that, whether we have them on the podcast or we share the content, we do whatever it is that you need us to do, we do. But I also want you to think about the impact that you're having on people like me and John, on the people that are going to get out there, that are going to help you give to these people. It's huge for them too. They might want to do something, but they don't have, whether it's the financial means or, or the ability to do something like that. But now you've given them that opportunity to go out and help and, and make a change in somebody's life. And that's huge. So you have to take that part into account as well. So I really appreciate you kind of reaching out right away, allowing us to have you on. And I hope that whatever it is that you need, I, I mean, if you want to do another podcast, if you want us to reshare all this stuff, all you have to do is call and say, this is what I need. And we're all in, we're all in whatever, whatever that needs to be. So we appreciate it. And we appreciate your time. I know that you're a very busy guy and thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And um, I appreciate the help. You guys were, like I said, first on the scene. And uh, this is all kind of new to me. And 
But I think, like I said, we're going to close it down a week from tomorrow. So we got plenty of candidates, I would say now, we, you know, but we would love to just get a bunch of them and then be able to work off of that list for next time. And then the following year and just kind of add to that list and start to narrow them down. So thank you guys for for helping me put the word out for this. And hopefully we meet sometime and have a beer together or something. Absolutely. And here's the other thing that we're going to do is we normally put the podcast out on Monday, but I already reached out to one of the guys from the team to help me edit this podcast ASAP. And so if we have it done by tomorrow, we'll put it out tomorrow. That way it gives a couple extra days. If not the latest, we'll have it ready by Sunday. So everybody listening, if you want to re-listen to it again, we should have it out by Sunday, post it out there and roll it. So anyways... Thanks so much, John. Josh, thank you. Thanks so much. We'll catch you guys next Wednesday on the Instagram Live. Have a good one. Later. Later. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for, PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry, a pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.